Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Baccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Daniel Sports Platter, back with you. All over the major platforms, download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Burn Dairy. Go get your car gassed up on your way to work in the morning at Burn Dairy. It's all good. Participating locations with tremendous hot and cold food and those donuts, chocolate milk, and the coffee on your way into the office. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, the Alonzo family, Byron, Valentino, Janice, and Irvin, and of course, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Aber. All right, let's rock and roll with some of these draft recaps, individual team recaps, and we have arrived after the AFC East and the Steelers and the Bengals in the north at the Baltimore Ravens, and obviously <laughs> a very uh, interesting um, you know, time to be a Ravens fan. It's an interesting time for the franchise. They had battled, you know, with Lamar Jackson, um, you know, pretty good uh, on, on that contract. Of course, uh, uh, you know, Lamar not having an agent uh, really, I think, changes the game because, you know, you're kind of looking just around and, and assuming that you can kind of get your deal based on some other things and, um, you know, eight, no agent work kind of hustling to get more money for you. It's kind of like, well, he got this, so I need to get this, but there's no agent pushing as well. It's just Lamar or in some cases was Lamar and his mom. So, um, anyway, let's get right to the Ravens draft. Um, you know, first of all, uh, this was a very important draft for Baltimore because once they inked 
Lamar Jackson, you know, to paper <clears throat> and got him back, it was probably a matter of, and this is how it always works in sports, the NBA, which I hate, and I haven't watched an NBA game in probably six or seven years, even when I try to get back into it for a while, I'd watch the star power LeBron versus Steph or, you know, some postseason games or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'd try to, I'd try to, you know, focus in on the star matchups, big games and playoffs, but I couldn't even do that. It was so bad. I mean, I just, the league's horrendous. There's a reason why they've lost half their audience the last eight years, right? Seven, eight years. But the players have a ton of control. I mean, you look at load management, you look at the contracts, you look at where they go, you look at, you know, LeBron with the talents of South Beach, with the Miami thing, uh, you know, building certain uh, dynasties, possible dynasties through, you know, players and all the rest. And, um, you know, it's, it's like I've always said, you know, the Chicago Bulls, when I was growing up in the 90s, that was built through the draft, that was built through trades. Um, you know, the San Antonio Spurs of, of Parker Ginobili and Duncan and, 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 and Pop, uh, you know, it was through the draft. But player empowerment, player power, player, uh, you know, pushback is has never been stronger in the NFL. <clears throat> and frankly, it's never been stronger at the quarterback position. So Lamar, at the end of the day, he gets his cash. He's staying in Baltimore. And I'm sure that there were closed-door meetings like, hey, dude, you know how we just got Odell Beckham Jr.? Okay, which, I mean, if that was what it took before the draft to make Lamar Jackson stay, Lamar Jackson's crazy. He's got two, you know, reconstructed ACLs. And I know that he was probably the MVP of that Super Bowl before he went down. But, wow, he's still got two uh, ACL injuries. That's a major deal. He's hardly the Odell from the Giants days. Hardly the Odell from that Super Bowl. Now, look, he may come back and play very well. That's fine. But I don't think he's anything more than a two at this particular point, a two or a three with those injuries in such a short amount of time. However, <clears throat> they pull him in, and I bet you behind closed doors, they said, we're going to go into the draft and we're going to find you weapons. Because we have a new offense now. We don't need as much from your legs. We need more from your arms. Greg Roman's not here anymore. We're not running the pistol stuff. We're not running the read option stuff. We're going to keep you a little bit safer. And we're going to protect you and get you weapons. Well, voila. The Ravens go Ravens in the first round with Zay Flowers. Really one of the best wide receivers in this NFL draft. 5'10", 185. Wicked quick. Instinctive. Runs great routes. Awesome footwork. He can get the deep ball. He can run short. He can put him on the boundary. He can mess with him in the slot. He wins 50-50 balls despite his size. And, you know, he is going to be a guy they are looking at as a day one starter. I've been reading a lot of reports like, oh, he's a plug-and-play starter. He's this. He's that. Listen, he's so versatile with game-changing speed that he's going to instantly change and improve the offense for the Ravens from the slot and with his yards after the catch ability. That sounds like a day one starter to me. Bravo, Baltimore Ravens. Now, that was their big thing. They wanted to get, you know, right out of the shoot, get a get a, an absolute stud receiver for Lamar. They go defense in the third round with Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, an inside linebacker, a very interesting player. He's going to fit right into the scheme of the Ravens, 6'2 and 240. Um, he's an ideal 4'3 weak side linebacker kind of guy. He played out of position <clears throat> a little bit at middle linebacker, but you know, he's at his best when he can be in space and be a playmaker. And, you know, we know Patrick Queen has that will line linebacker job locked down, but Simpson is really, really a good player and and really what an unbelievable value pick. Uh, and, and a system pick for Baltimore in terms of what they run. Uh, couldn't pass him up if you're the Ravens. You get a big-time athlete. Um, 
I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Trenton Simpson, I've seen a ton of him at Clemson. Uh, big, fast, wicked motor, awesome tackler. Again, great in space. He can blow up plays. I think the Ravens got a good one here. Now, they also improved their outside linebacker spot. You could probably argue that their defense at linebacker needed the most work. They got another unbelievable value pick in the fourth round in terms of Tavius Robinson, the 6'6", 260-pound outside linebacker who's kind of one of these hybrid type of things. Um, he's a slippery dude, uh, quick hands, great explosion off the line. He's a rangy defender. You can put the motor up front. You can put it back a little bit and maybe get after a tight end. He's great at stopping the run. Uh, really nice pick here for Baltimore uh, going with Tavius Robinson. And, of course, as I always say it, when you get to the fourth and fifth rounds and beyond four, five, six, and seven, you kind of look at it and go, well, there's so many players that are gone. That's where the scouting comes in. You know, how 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 well does your staff your GM and, and the staff underneath, the scouts and all the rest, the player personnel, how well do you know these players and can you get lucky? And sometimes you have a board that's supposed to go a certain way even late in the in the rounds and people take your guys. And then you got to kind of reset and, and, and go with who's next and, um, you know, try to maybe take a chance on somebody uh, and, and show that you're a better scouting team than others. Because let's face it, third, fourth, fifth round, um, you know, sixth, seventh round even guys, uh, after first and second, there's a lot of those guys who pan out a lot more than the first two rounds. Um, some guys get picked and they go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, look at Terrell Davis, look at Tom Brady, look at a million guys. I mean, there's examples galore. So in this particular case, another thing to like about this, if you are a Ravens fan, is you know you in the fourth round, you not only filled a great position of need, it's a tremendous fit with the scheme, it's a big-time athlete, and again, I think that there's a little bit too the big stage playing in the SEC. The SEC is the closest thing to the NFL that we have in college football. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody from the fifth or sixth round, a linebacker from Hodunk, whatever school, can't play in the NFL. My goodness, think about the amount of uh, guys who have come from small schools in the history of the NFL. I mean, North Texas State had Mean Joe Green, Mississippi Valley State, right, with, with Jerry Rice, Jackson State with Walter Payton. Uh, my guy Fred Jackson with the Bills went to co-freaking college. So, it doesn't matter where you go. If you're good, you are good. Joe Flacco, right, won a Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP as a quarterback from Delaware. And for a short amount of time, he was an elite quarterback for that short amount of time. When he won that Super Bowl, he was as good as anybody in the league, including Brady, Manning, and Big Ben, and Breeze, right? I mean, just for that little short time, Aaron Rodgers. Um, short, short time. I mean, now Joe Flacco's irrelevant. However, you know what I'm getting at. Small school. But by the same token, on the other side, I do like to take my chances on, here, here's what I'm getting at. You get to a spot, you have a player, maybe a couple guys were taken from your board, you got to kind of reset. Oh yeah, we looked at him, we kind of liked him, eh, we're between this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. But one of them went to Ole Miss, or one of them went to uh, Alabama, or one of them went to you know, LSU. Well, it's big stage. It's 85, 90 to 115,000 people in stadiums every single week. It's wicked high pressure. It's the main, main thing in the South football. It's their religion. And I don't know. I like that little bit of extra oomph. I like that extra gravy to pour onto it um, for me. You know, if, if I'm in a front office, I like that, that I'm getting an SEC kid. And that's exactly what Baltimore did with Tavius Robinson, fourth round, 22nd overall pick. 
They go corner in the fifth round. Don't know a lot about Stanford cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly, but he stands at six foot, two hundred pounds, and uh, he he can jump routes according to the experts. Awesome hands and a tremendous size as well. And you know, with the physicality and all the rest, um, you know, he loves contact. That's going to be perfect for the Baltimore Ravens. Historically, <clears throat> they have really, really embraced the physical part on defense. Coming up next, I'm going to get to the last couple of picks for the Baltimore Ravens here on the individual team recap of the NFL draft on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Bowers & Company CPAs, Stumble & Monkey Brewing Company, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com and on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. Whether you're retiring, you're sending a youngster to college, he has the financial backing and plan for you. Go visit him online at advisors.massmutual.com. More on the Ravens in the 2023 NFL Draft next, here on The Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Two more picks to get to for the Baltimore Ravens, and... Tell you what, I know nothing, absolutely nothing about these two guys. <laughs> I have no idea. Oregon's offensive tackle. How in the world do you pronounce this guy's name? Malasala Umave Lolo? I think that's how you pronounce it. I have no idea. I didn't see a lot of Oregon football. All I know is looking at his profile, he's 6'6", 325 pounds. That is a very big man. That's a very big man. That's all I can tell you about him. Protecting Lamar Jackson is another thing I can tell you about him. So they're hoping to get, you know, a power five offensive lineman that is a depth piece to protect Lamar Jackson. It's that simple. And they're hoping that the same thing works in the seventh round with Andrew Voorhees out of USC. He's a powerful run blocker, um, you know, drives the legs. Uh, He did tear an ACL at the Combine. So they're hoping that this is a value potential pick down the road and a depth piece up front to protect Lamar Jackson. So I thought that the Ravens, I didn't think that they had like a crazy sexy draft. I thought I'm really, 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 really into, you know, pardon me, their first two picks. I think the first two guys are great. Zay Flowers, I think he's going to work out nicely in the offense. And I think think Trenton Simpson might be their best pick. Um, I do like Tavius Robinson as well. And then the other ones are like value potential fits, which is typical in a lot of drafts. I do think, however, I mean, look, they just couldn't keep their hands off of Trenton Simpson in the third round. I did, however, think that in the third round, they could have gone offense again to just keep helping Lamar Jackson over and over and over. Let's just keep going and and getting, you know, offensive pieces to help our guy who we just gave, you know, a boatload of money to, right? Um, But when you think about it, I can also see, like, if they really love Trenton Simpson and he can really help him defensively at that inside linebacker spot and, and you know, playing on the weak side and all the rest, and outside, he can move him around. Um, You know, how many guys were really available offensively in terms of weapons? Like, was it worth it for them to take a Michael Wilson uh, a wide receiver out of Stanford who, I mean, yeah, he could pan out. We don't know. It's a crapshoot. But, you know, if they didn't really like him or really like 
you know, uh, the kid out of Cincinnati, uh, the Trey Tucker. Um, you know, if, if they really didn't like those type of players, well, then they went ahead and got their guy. You know, it would have been, I would have been totally into if they had, you know, taken maybe a fourth. I mean, you could have taken your sixth and seventh and like a third next year, moved up like how many spots would it have taken the, the Ravens? Let me see here. Um, you know, move up to try to get another receiver. I mean, they could have moved up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You know, they would have had to have moved up thirteen-ish to fifteen-ish spots. Um, but Jalen Hyatt, you know, out of Tennessee, who the Giants got, I think that's one of the biggest steals of the NFL draft. Maybe you try to move up there, but again, Baltimore—they wanted their capital, and they saw a guy on defense who can really be a game changer for them. So. It's hard to argue with that, and again, they did get a uh, you know they did get a, a big time player you know as a playmaker. Now the Ravens' offense, you hope that guys can stay healthy. The last couple of years, they've had problems staying healthy, right? I mean, guys in training camp have gone down one after another after another. The Gus Edwards is the J.K. Dobbins is. They need those guys to stay healthy. Uh, have Lamar run off the play action a little bit more. I'm expecting big years out of Rashad Bateman and uh, Algalore. Uh, you know, now you add a Zay Flowers to that mix. You pick up Odell Beckham Jr. The offense, you, know, you have Mark Andrews, probably the best, um, <clears throat> one of the, I would say the most underrated tight end in football, um, you know, because Kittle and Kelsey and a lot of these guys get all the, the headlines. But boy, is this guy good in terms of Mark Andrews. So, um, you know, I, I think the Ravens had a nice draft. I don't think it was overly sexy. I don't think it was terrible. I think it was a nice draft. I think it was above average. And you help Lamar Jackson and you think maybe you get two game records in terms of the other side of the football, and then you hope value potential picks up front to protect Lamar Jackson moving down the line. ML Sports Platter here with you. Thanks for listening all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burton Ace Hardware. All of your house essentials are available at Burton Ace Hardware today. They've got the grills and more as spring and summer. It's finally here. My Upper East Coast friends, where are you? Get on over to Burton Ace Hardware in and around Central New York, Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge. They've got awesome stuff, lawn and garden tools, heating and cooling, home and decor. The grills are to die for, pizza ovens and more to enjoy your spring and summer upcoming in Central New York and beyond. Brewerton Ace Hardware, sign up for their value program today at Brewerton Ace Hardware. And thanks so much to our good friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Camilla's Golf Club, the Vince Guerra Consulting Group, and Jam and Beats. If you need a DJ, head on over to Facebook and Instagram and go see my friends at Jam and Beats. They've got it going on. Jamie and the gang, they are booking left and right for this summer with weddings and uh, Sweet 16 parties and all the rest. So make sure you go see Jam and Beats, cnyjb.com. That's cnyjb.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.